Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. We're back. Two weeks in a row. Man. <laughs> it's almost a roll. Almost. Not quite on a roll. If we do it one more time, then we'll be on a roll. Uh, yeah. We're, we're doing it again. Back <laughs> yeah. in the saddle. Yeah, concurrent. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, first off, we'd like to thank everyone who uh, left us comments, sent us messages after last week's show. Um, I know I had quite a few people reach out and were very complimentary and thankful and uh, helpful. As did I. It was um, like emotion. Let me say how to say this. It was emotionally overwhelming in a good way. Hmm. That like there were so many people that I have never met, never talked to that either opened up that, you know, they were open to like be a, a listening post or that what we had talked about was a way for them to seek help because normally they wouldn't. Mm. And so uh, I got a little choked up at a, at, a, at a couple messages because people were just, they reciprocated that openness and that uh, vulnerability. And man, I am not used to that. <laughs> but it was encouraging. And um, I'm, I'm glad that this silly little thing that we're doing here uh, resonates with people on a, on a deeper level than just background uh, commute noise yeah i agree speaking of background noise um i need to open another bag because there's two bag sixes so the lego land rover yes had only four numbers but uh i think 16 bags no it was more than that really 18 bags but they were all broken up by like one subset of six bags two subset of like eight bags yeah they just like maybe we don't want to overwhelm people or Hmm. maybe their graphic designer is like stacked numbers side by side we can only do single digit inside that little white circle i do think there is a difference in how they bag things based on um whether it's an expert set or a creator set or a a system set i've noticed Hmm. that um like, I guess this is an ideas set, so I'm not really sure where that one f- would fall. But I think we were doing one of the expert sets, and it was bagged really differently. Yep, it had many bags. <clears throat> and then if you do one yeah. that is uh, this or you, uh, that, they're not numbered at all. Because then the numbering mm. convention wouldn't be the same for both models. Oh, right. Huh. Lego was so fun. Yeah. Just weird. So a little humble brag. Not that I had anything to do with it. I just know a guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my friend Anthony, not Anthony that works with us. He's not my friend. I'm just kidding. Um, my other friend Anthony, <laughs> who I've known a long time. I've known this other guy um, since we lived in Savannah. He lived in Savannah. He went to SCAD, uh, got his master's there. And he and his wife, and at the time, two kids. Now they have three kids. Went. They moved to get a job, for him to get a job with Lego. Big graphic designer. And so they moved to Denmark, like... Gosh, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago, quite a while. And his wife is also a graphic designer. <clears throat> she ended up working part time for them and then got a full time. So then now they both work for Lego, doing different things. He does a lot of packaging. And so a lot of the city sets he's mm-hmm. done packaging for, he's done, um, I feel like some of the Spider Man. I may be wrong about that. But anyway, he's done a, quite, a, quite a bit of it. And so we were watching the the Lego announcement video the other day for the NES. Or not, not the announcement, but it was yeah, like they were like, talking about the design. Their deep dive, and behind stuff. the scenes kind of. And he's like on a video from Lego. 
Yeah. That's so cool. And he's he's hyper shy when it comes to like people he doesn't know. Super nice and you know, if you know him, he's like talkative and stuff. It was really surprising to see him on a video. I mean, obviously, I haven't really hung out with him in <laughs> many years because he's been in another country. Uh, so maybe that's not a big deal anymore. But I remember him being a little like, you know, I don't like big crowds. I don't like being in front of people and stuff yeah. like that. And he did an awesome job talking about his work on the, the Lego thing. So that was cool to see. Um, yeah. Uh, so last time we talked about this time doing something fun. <clears throat> Sorry, I was trying to. I yeah. was trying to chase your, your in in our last here. episode we spoke about our future episode. Dang it, you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Today we're gonna do something more fun last than we time did. we talked about this time. <laughs> yeah, okay. and we're gonna not talk about the depressing stuff that happened in the world or the things that we unless we need to. That's fine if it comes up. It's cool, but I thought it would be fun to talk about something fun. Yeah, and we don't know what that is. We didn't come up no. with anything, but I think there's some stuff that we're enjoying right now or looking forward to that we can talk about. Let's talk about your motorcycle because that's like yeah. the first, first thing and you've made some progress. I am excited. Fill everybody in on your progress. I am now excited about the motorcycle rather than looking out into my hot, dark garage going, blech. <laughs> um, blech. I was really excited about the motorcycle for quite a while and... Like someone who is truly excited about something but has no frame of reference on how to actually productively use that excitement, I did everything in the complete wrong order. (laughs) Not not everything. I did the important parts absolutely last. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, so in the wrong order. Yeah, completely wrong order. And while I started doing it, I'm like, yeah, I got this junky bike that's full of broken, rusted whatever parts. And... People are like, does it run? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to paint it and make it look cool. So I have a painted, cool-looking motorcycle that doesn't work. Mm. And all along the way, it's been like, I've been very timid about taking that next step because I was afraid of finding out if it did or if it didn't work. And so I got a new starter and burnt, bike doesn't work. I don't really know why. People are super kind on, on Instagram and telling me like, oh, you got to check this and you got to check that. And it's... I don't, I don't know what that stuff means. It's like if we were trapped on the moon and you asked like a, a, a knitting party in Arizona, like how are we gonna get them dudes off the moon? Like it's not gonna equate. They could have you could explain all the right answers, but it's just the vernacular is not the same. I don't right. understand what you're talking about. Yeah. So after last week, I got a big burst of motivation, and again, I don't know why I didn't do this in the first place, but I just googled like. I need help with my motorcycle because there is a, a Honda, like a Honda motorsports dealer, like near my house. And those guys are like, yeah, it's old. I'm like, well, yeah, but like, I still need help with it. They're like, well, yeah, it's, it's like, it's old and we don't want to help because it's kind of old. It's a different shop, but they did that with my Land Cruiser. It was the same response. It's old. And if I start pulling a string, then I'm going to have to pull all yeah. the strings and we, I don't want to mess with it. We don't know if like, we'll what? be able to get parts. Yeah. And my response back to that, not openly, was, well, if you run into a, a problem that you can't fix, then tell me that, and I will take it home. Right. You don't <laughs> own it. You are not racing it in the Grand Prix. I'm not forcing you to, like, trade. <laughs> like, just give it back to me. And so I did that a couple times, and I looked up a salvage lot specifically for motorcycles, which I didn't think there was a thing specifically for motorcycles. I just thought, like... There's a field of broken cars and you need to find like a fender. I imagine there'd be some motorcycles sprinkled in there somewhere, but there are some specifically for bikes. 
That's a piece. Ooh. And you got about a million of them, so good luck with that. Mm. But I found one, and the guy was willing to, like, give me a little bit of help. So I packaged it up, drove all the way to Louisville with the gigantic box of parts, like original parts that um, the guy gave me before. And they did a test. I actually did a compression test. And a compression test, like, I'm going to educate everybody on motorcycles because I am now an expert in uh, non-functioning motorcycles. Ah, there you are. Another bag. (laughs) But to get the engine to work, it it has valves. One valve opens to let in air and fuel. It closes. The piston comes up. Explosion happens. Motorcycle goes forward. Boom! Other valve opens to get rid of the exhaust, right? So there's an intake and the exhaust valve. And they're little pucks. And they, they close up and they make a tight seal so that you can actually have compression. So you run a compression test. Not just a clever name. Hmm. I did that. And one of the cylinders had no compression. Like, I don't know why. And so I tried to take it apart. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I'm going to break something because I don't know what I'm doing. Went to his shop. They did, it was called a leak down test, which is pretty much the same thing where they like put air in it and they see how much the, the air pressure drops. And they did it on the one side and air just like rushed out. So he pretty much told me I had to tear the whole thing down and look in this one specific area because like it was the problem. So he gave me direction where before I didn't really have direction. And he gave me some, some tips. He's like, oh, make sure when you put it back together, do this. And so I got to the house and tore it all apart and I got like the engine torn apart. I got the valve cover, which is like the top top. And I got the middle part off. And the middle part is where my problem is. And I can see like... My kids are horses. That valve that they were talking about, I, I look at it and there's a big old gap. Like air is going right through it. Light's going right through it. Like, yeah, that thing is not seating. I'm like, there's my problem. Holy crap. This whole time, it's just like, oh, it's old and junky and it doesn't work. Right. And now I can like point to the Specific thing. Specific thing, yeah. And I he told me how... Well, in a very, like, good old boy garage kind of way. He's like, well, just hit this piece real hard with a socket, and then the rest of these pieces will fly out, and then you can take it off. And so I, like, bashed on this thing with a hammer for a minute, and nothing happened. And <laughs> I said I socket, not hammer. Yeah. And it's the whole way, it's like, I'm, I'm going to go out blindly, make a dumb mistake, and then go, oh, wait a minute. I should have brought logic with me. And then mm. I got to go back and get common sense and bring it to where I currently am and go, oh, this is what I should be doing. Well, but at the same time, if you don't start with the right vocabulary and you don't have the context yeah. for what you're talking about, like you don't even know what you don't know. And that's yep. part of interest- the interesting thing about projects like that is that you're trying to solve a problem and you don't know the pieces of the problem until you do all of a sudden. And then things can start to fall into place. But there's a whole big, long path that you're just surrounded by unknowns until you get to the right thing. So, and I think the point that we've made about uh, like the the steel yard, like afraid or being timid because you don't understand the words or you don't understand exactly how to articulate what it is that you need, or feeling dumb. Like <clears throat> I was in the shop, like there were probably eight bikes up on stands, and it looked like a, a motorcycle scrapyard had just like thrown up everywhere else that was a flat surface. And he's like, okay, yeah, once you get them things out, you need to lap the valves. And once you lap the valves, you got to clean them off and put them back in, do your another compressor. I'm like, uh-huh, right, yeah, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped and go, he's saying words you don't understand. This is your opportunity to to gain knowledge from someone who seems to know what they're talking about. Yeah. I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? What is lapping? I don't, I don't know what that means. He's like, oh, yeah, then you need to get this compound. This is lapping compound. And then he goes in and explains it to me. I'm like, oh. Well, I completely understand that logic now. And I didn't think that that would be a step. 
I don't know if it's covered in the manual. I haven't got that far. Right. But that place of humility and not embarrassment to go like, um, excuse me. I don't know those last 12 words that you just said. Right. Can you say them slower? What's ironic about that is that we've talked about it before. We do it in the metal yard <clears throat> or a place that you don't know. You have that same mentality. But if you're like talking to a person you barely know and like for you specifically, somebody was like, you know what? I don't know anything about 3D printing. Can you tell me about 3D printing? You would be like, heck yes, I can. Let's yep. go. Like, I, I would love to tell you about this thing that I'm excited about, this thing that I look into all the time and I spend my time thinking about or what, you know, whatever the thing is. It's so funny that we put it on other people that they're going to be annoyed that we don't have their level of like expertise on something yeah. when most people are just excited to talk about the things that they like, you know. And it was funny. I was in the salvage shop and the guy was like, well, you're going to need probably some new gaskets uh, and you're going to need a new kind of whatever. I'm like, okay, crap. Uh, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just like look that stuff up on, on eBay, I guess. And I kind of made a face and he looked at me, he goes, or you could ask me and I could go get one off the shelf because <laughs> that's what we do here. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And then another part of me was, I was looking past all these bikes. He's like older, late seventies, early eighties, kind of like, like mine, if it were stuck. And some of them like had black engines, like flat black, cool looking. And some of them had really shiny ones where they had polished them. And I had my engine on a little dolly. And I'm like, man, that'd be cool to like paint my engine to make it look cool. But I'm like, that seems really superficial. And these guys are talking about lapping valves and all this very minute detail. I'm like, it would be really like high schooler of me to go like, yeah, man, can I like paint it like a cool color? Make it look cooler. And so I like, again, very timid. I'm like, so I, I thought about maybe like putting... Uh, like I, I saw one outside that was kind of like nice looking. He's like, oh yeah, that one I painted black. I'm like, yeah, that that looks fun. Like how feasible is, is that? And he went and got this paint and he's like, oh yeah, this paint is the best paint that we sell this paint here. He's like, I did this and this and this. And he looks at my engine. He's like, did you clean that one? I'm like, well, yeah, I think I, I, I did a pretty good job. I tried to make it look not garbage looking. He's like, you could totally just do all this. He's like, you just need this one can and you can make this whole thing look exactly like this one right here. I'm like, well, that's cool. He didn't think I was some immature idiot who just yeah. wants, like, can I have cool lights on mine? Like, it, they mm. were very excited, just like you're saying, about sharing what they knew and not laughing at me like I'm some noob yeah. who walked into their shop and, like, is going to make them do extra work. Because the majority of the work that they did in there, I did myself. <laughs> right. I picked up a ratchet because their tools were all over the place, and I, I did most of the wrenching while they helped. And then they would normally charge, like, a shop fee. But the giant box of like OEM parts that I brought with me, I just gave that to them in exchange for their time. That's awesome. So I walked out there uh, with knowledge, with my engine, like with a diagnosis, mm -hmm. and then with less clutter in my garage. So uh, <laughs> it, for me, it was a win all around. Yeah, that's fantastic. But now I needed to wait on a tool, <clears throat> and that tool I think should arrive today. The in lieu of like hitting it with a hammer and a socket, like the proper tool. Uh, which isn't yeah. all that expensive. Like, that thing is coming in the mail. Cool. And then I get to clean more stuff. Yay! Yeah. Degreaser. Yeah. So, I am... Oh, and I gave the carburetor away. Or not away. That sounded bad. <laughs> I don't need I, this thing. <laughs> I gave that to a shop that specializes in cleaning and retrofitting the carburetor. So, it, it was also one of those things that, like, you're smarter than me, and you can do it way better than I could blindly do it. So, can I'll spend... A hundred or dollars or so, or whatever they were asking, 
to have it done right. So I can factor that out. Mm -hmm. And so in my mental checklist and like looking at the motorcycle, once I get the carburetor back and I fix this valve problem, theoretically that motorcycle could work mm -hmm. and then I can <clears> win. <throat> I'm going to drive it over here win. with no license and <laughs> get arrested I, on I the have way. a helmet and I'm going to win. Win. What are you winning exactly? We're winning the thing we talked about. Whoever mm -hmm. shows up to the other person's house on their two wheels wins. I don't remember that. I remember it. Thank oh, you. Oh, wow. I don't remember that at all. Well, give me the a, people remember. Give me a you couple of days. Remember. I'll get that mine running. And because you had the Vespa on Instagram the other day. And I'm like, no, I went through all this work. And you're just like, oh, I'm just going to spray mine off with a hose and then just win real quick. Like, no. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That's funny. I'm going to win. Win the money. Well, I, taking the car is a really good idea because that's one of those things that I think unless you've done it enough times to really know what you're doing, it's like you're. it's kind of a shot in the dark. That dude asked me so many questions. Yeah. And he didn't make me feel stupid, but I could tell that, like, I openly admitted, like, look, I, I, I don't know what you're asking me. Um, there was a bag of parts that said carburetor rebuild kit. So I took everything I could possibly take off. I cleaned it as best as I thought it should be cleaned. <clears throat> and then I hot swapped the stuff that was in the rebuild bag with the dirty stuff that was on it. And he's like, well, what size was this and this? I'm like, again, <laughs> you're, you're asking the wrong questions. Because I don't, I don't even know. That's why I'm paying you. Yeah. So I don't have to do. Well, right. cool. I'm glad to hear that. So people were excited is, to see your Vespa, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just because it's pretty. Um, it's in pretty bad shape though. That that photo that I posted made it look a lot nicer than it actually is. <laughs> uh, That's half of the reason that you own a motorcycle, right? It's just uh, to look cool. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, it's in pretty bad shape. I'm not, I don't know. It's old. Um, it needs a lot of work to get to be pretty. But at the same time, like after cleaning it off yesterday for the first time in a really, really, really long time, I was like, well, it doesn't really need a full restoration. It could use one yeah. and it would look nicer, but it doesn't need it. There's just some spots that need probably just to be sanded down and primed so that they don't rust. And get it running and then like i don't know sell it or figure out what to do with it or whatever but and then we can make a biker gang <laughs> yeah i mean i still feel the same way about riding two wheels i i just i'm interested in getting it running again i'm interested in getting the harley put together and working but i don't actually want to ride them still you know that's kind of the situation that I'm in. I think my desire to want to fix the problem and to make it work and to have that like Doc Brown, like, aha moment. But Marty can go ride it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's fine. I just want to know that it works and that I did it. And I'm still really nervous and I cannot get a motorcycle learner's permit in Kentucky uh, because of COVID. Everything is like by appointment only and they are not accepting any appointments. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I can't take the motorcycle safety course, I imagine, I think, without having a learner's permit. And I can't take a learner's permit without taking a test in person. And I can't take a test in person until the world fixes itself. Huh. So I'm just going to be a rebel because that's what you do on motorcycles. That's right. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Hope you don't get arrested. I think I would get... You'd get a slap on the wrist, probably. I'll have a helmet on. 
<laughs> I'm already better than half the yeah, people in Kentucky. I, come on, man. That should give me some <laughs> bonus points. And in case you're listening, Kentucky does not require helmets by law, which is idiotic. I'll just go ahead and say. Hurry for your freedoms. Doesn't make any sense to me. You're going to pick your freedoms up off of the pavement <laughs> if you crash. Yeah. Um, all right. What else is going on? It's literally the only thing. Um, How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. <clears throat> you know, doing all right. I started looking a little more seriously for uh, some sort of a uh, older Land Cruiser to, I don't know, to redo. It, it's one of those things. It's like I'm, I, I want to find one to rebuild or to just to kind of have in the background to work on here and there. I don't really have money to buy one, so I'm not really sure why I'm looking. <laughs> I, just, I think I'm just hoping I'll come across like some really good deal and be able to justify it. I don't need mm. another vehicle, so it's not like I can justify spending much money on it. And we have all these other big things that are kind of long-term that I really should be, if I was going to have free time to put into something, I should put it into our kitchen or into the idea of the cabin or something like that, you know, not mm-hmm. really a vehicle. But I'm just interested, so. It's really weird that those little things that kind of <clears throat> catch your fancy and they're they're lo- they're naggy. It's like a, the woodpecker in your brain. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I, I don't need you. You're, you're not really needed around. You're like, yeah, but it would be cool. It'd be really nice. Yeah. You could have an e-bike that could go 70 miles an hour. You're like, no, I don't want that. I, I have a motorcycle already that I don't really like. Yeah, but you could have two. <laughs> like, no, that's just silly. Yeah. It's the fun kind of silly. Yeah, so I don't know if I'll actually do something like that or not. It would be it would be cool to have. Um, it would be cool to work on more than have, actually, I guess. But that's, as, that's, that's frustrating as the motorcycle has been. It has been... When I have been able to be uh, like mentally clear enough to value it, it has been a really good distraction for all this. Hmm. Like to keep myself busy. Um, we don't. We have some big house projects kind of in that same vein. Like I'm supposed to be building and designing a pergola. Pergola. But you know the valve is sticking, so I can't build anything That's else right. because the valve is sticking. That's right. So it, it has been a, a pretty nice like puzzle. Hmm. To kind of keep some motivation going. When that motivation came around again. So I am glad that that's there. Um, so I was curious about... We haven't talked about like TV or movies in a while. Because there haven't been any. No. <clears throat> we just finished Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which I know you didn't watch. I've watched some of it. Okay. Um, it's... I think I'm probably four or five episodes in, and I know that oh. any good show that I would tell somebody to watch, I would first have to preface it. Go, you got to get through the first whatevers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that same kind of tenacity. I'm just like, I don't want to watch this anymore, and then I, I click yeah. through it. So that's how far I am in Agents of Shield. Well, I mean, I it, should it, probably watch more because I feel like I would be interested in it. I mean, I don't know. It's not great, but it. It's one of those things where, like, I was just kind of, it's a Marvel thing, and so I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to see how it played out, and then kind of kept watching it. I enjoy it, but it's not, I, I won't say that it's, like, it's a really good show and you totally need to watch it. And it doesn't necessarily add anything really important to the MCU at yeah. large, but... I've heard people say that it adds, like, some backstory, because I guess it's it's intercut in the background of what's going on in the MCU? Kind of, yeah. 
I don't want to spoil anything in case somebody's not through. Because I mean, the the finale aired last week, so mm. this is slight spoiler. I just don't want to, you know, I won't go all the way in through it. But they do um, <clears throat> in the pa- in the last season. There's some time travel stuff, and that becomes pretty cool in that you get to see the beginnings of shield and hydra and how some of that stuff happened and how you can see how it would affect the movies Mm -hmm. and affect the bigger scenes in the movies and stuff without um you know without seeing the major characters that you know of you kind of hear little things here and there and then in the finale they did a really good job it was one of the best, I think, wrap-ups of any of their storylines. They did a really good job of taking a thing that, kind of like Endgame, where it's like, everything's bad, This is they're not going to get out of this one. And they have a really clever setup for how they kind of finish out the whole series. And, and I think their like, solution to the problem that they were set up for, I'm trying to be as general as possible, <laughs> <clears throat> the solution that they come up with in the very last episode, or that they sh- that you see in the very last episode, uh, for the thing that they were set up with at the beginning of the season, I think was really well played. Hmm. And that uh, overall, the show I don't think matters to the MCU. That little piece, I think, would have done good for the MCU people who know the rest of the movies to have seen. Sure. I think it was a, like the way that. Endgame used time travel to go back and fix things and kind of wrap things up. Um, I think they did something a little bit smarter. So, mm. Yeah. We, as a family, have been working our way through the MCU. So we just finished Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, yesterday because it just came to Disney+. Plus. That's a good one. It was. I like those. It was surprisingly good. And it's funny because like we watch one probably once every two weeks, maybe, when we kind of remember... And in Infinity War, like when the snap happened, that happened two weeks ago. And the kids have seen it before, so they know it exists. And <laughs> yeah. so like when they watch Ant-Man and the Wasp and like we're on the extra scenes and then uh, Hank Pym and his wife and um, the Wasp, what's her name? Like they just all float off and disappear. They're like, <gasps> what? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, you saw this already. Like, you know, it was going to happen, but it's still really fun to see their reaction like that. So now we're on Captain Marvel, mm. which was a fun movie. Yeah, I liked Captain Marvel. There's a lot of talk about kind of where the MCU is going to go moving forward. Um, <clears throat> it sounds like Captain Marvel might be one of the kind of big, kind of pivotal points, not just in her as a character, but also who else she brings in and kind of how she, um, you know, attaches to the rest of the stuff. So there's, um, you know, the end of Captain Marvel, <clears throat> the final scene, he goes to Nick Fury, he's on his phone, and he gets up and he walks in on a spaceship. Sword? Yeah, sword. Yeah. So anybody that doesn't know, there's this whole other comic book thing about sword versus shield, and sword is like the space version of shield. The outward facing. Yeah. And, you got to um, get the people before they actually get to the planet. Right. And so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., has a space component to it, which hmm. they kind of allude to being attached to what Nick Fury is doing in the in the very end. And that was one of those cool kind of connection points that they could do something with. They probably won't because they just throw away the TV stuff, seems like. Yeah. 
Um, but it, it could be a way that they could end up tying those things to those two things together finally. But I honestly don't think they have a big incentive to do that, so I don't know that they will. But they should, because there are some good characters in there. <clears throat> um, yeah, so that that was good to wrap that up. But we've finished a couple of shows recently that we've been watching for a really long time, and so we're now at a point where we're kind of running out of um, like interesting things to watch. We tried to pick up uh, The Expanse. A lot of people talk about that as a sci-fi show. We watched a couple. I don't know. It didn't really do much for me. Yeah. Um, not bad, but just not gripping. Um, we tried to watch Lock and Key, which I enjoyed. My wife did not enjoy. I've heard really good things about Lock and Key. She didn't like. She doesn't like uh, anything. I don't like horror m- movies or shows I don't either, either. But she doesn't like them more than I don't like them. Hmm. And I think there was a little bit of like spookiness in this one that was just a little like she was like, ah, I mean, we can watch it, but I don't really, you know, I don't feel like it tonight. And so that's code for let's not whatever we're watching <laughs> again. <clears throat> so that's one of those things that I may just have to find a way to watch on my own because it was good. I don't know why my throat gets dry every time we do this show now. Our family has really gotten into Hamilton. Uh, I've always wanted to see the play because I had heard really good things about it. And when we went to New York, you can't just like, hey, I, let's go get tickets to Hamilton on a whim. Because <laughs> they sell out like forever and they're really expensive. But then it came out on Disney Plus and I got excited. And I thought it was really cool. Like I like the the creativity, like the hip hop mixed with like some historical relevance like some people are like it's not historically accurate but they they talk about a lot of things that are extremely historically ra- uh, accurate and it's done in a really fun way and the songs are really well put together and i guess there are people that just love the soundtrack without having seen the play and then when they mm-hmm. saw it on disney plus like there were a couple added elements to the play that were not included in the soundtrack and so mm-hmm. i just thought it was a light-hearted fun like hip-hop history lesson and then the deeper you go, you're like, oh, like I'm, I'm I'm getting emotionally invested in this. And then in the play, his son dies, and I'm like, oh. And then you see these parents like reacting to their son dying, and then them reacting to each other. Like I almost I got a little choked up. Hmm. Like there's a song in there that still like when I was all sad, I'm like I just want to listen to this song over and over again. But it's really good, and my son really likes it. Like there's a couple bad words, but in in the Disney uh, show, and if you play it like with the parental things on the, the Echo, they like they they um, omit the language. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's been really good, and I just like randomly have those songs in my head now. Hmm. Yeah, I. What my thing? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Everybody rants and raves about it, which is great. Um, I was not at all interested in listening to it or watching it for, I don't know why, for no particular reason. And then I think Jenny heard somewhere that it was, I think mistakenly heard that it was going to be leaving Disney plus at a certain point. So it was like, well, tonight's our last night to watch it before it goes off, which it didn't. Um, so I was like, Hey, if you want to watch it, uh, I will, I will sit there (laughs) next to you. And, um, I was like, I, I can appreciate it, mm-hmm. um, but I just, it stressed me out. Like something about the, 
the pace of it. And, and like, I get that like certain songs are upbeat and musicals are a certain way and they have to keep a certain tempo and, a, you know, the waves of emotion move you through a story. And I, I understand all that stuff, but it felt like it didn't come down. Like it started with the hip hop rhythms and the the quick speech and the quick singing and the quick and then it just didn't stop. And so I got like halfway through the thing and I'm just like, ah, I'm tired. Take a break because I can't keep up with it. Like I don't, mm. I don't know. And I think if I had been motivated to watch it, maybe that would have been a little bit easier for me to my brain to hang with. But couldn't and uh, yeah. So I didn't finish it. Yeah. But have you seen any other plays like in person? Mm, yeah, we used, to, televised. we used to go to musicals a fair amount growing up. Um, <clears throat> trying to think of some of the ones. There's, in Louisville, there were a lot of, uh, there's a performing arts center there, Center for the, center for the Arts. And uh, they would have a lot of different stage shows. And so we went to several things, saw Cats and um, Starlight Express. Have you ever heard of Starlight Express? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It's a Andrew Lloyd Webber musical on roller skates. Huh. So the, everybody is a train car, if I remember correctly. And the stage and the thing that comes out into the audience, it has like kind of some uh, like berms to it, like some banks and turns and stuff. And so they're skating and dancing while they're singing. And I remember just being blown away by that when I was a kid. So, yeah, I have seen quite a few and we've... Uh, seen several plays and stuff around town and it's not the musical aspect of it that I didn't get into but I think it was just the just the the pace I don't know and maybe it was just that night too but it does it does slow down at like the second act whenever it gets into the more like emotional stuff um yeah I don't know I thought it was really good yeah I had seen Les Mis uh, when I was in middle school like we took a field trip to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like, this is really cool. And at the time, like, I, it had the, like, I'm going to see a movie kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of took it for granted as a kid. And now when I watch it as an adult, I'm like, there's no, there's no cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are dancing and jumping and yeah. singing and acting. And they're making me believe them all in one little space. That has to move around them. They have to be able to tell time. They have to tell when, oh, I'm just, I'm taking a thought and I want the audience to be in on my thoughts when the rest of the people can't be in a little soliloquy. Like, I think the mechanics of a play are fascinating. Yeah. And I hadn't really thought about that in a while until I saw Hamilton on Disney Plus. And my son was just like watching it and like, he liked the songs and he just kind of liked it. And like every single night, probably twice a day, they have to do that flawlessly. Yeah. And it was right when we were doing that project where it's like, okay, we're going to need to do another take. (laughs) And like how many times it took that, that element to like get through a single point, how many takes it it required. Like there's none of that. You get, you get, you do it and you do it correctly. And there was something that I was extremely just fascinated by. And I thought it was really fun. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was a cool take. Uh, group of people that were not represented in the time are telling this story i Mm. I, I don't know i thought the whole thing was pretty awesome yeah and i'm glad that hooray for disney plus for making a sound financial decision so that i could benefit from it (laughs) 
Um, have you ever seen uh, play in the round? Uh, in London? Did you see one in London? No. No, 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 not the. It's uh, the round is a stage in the center, surrounded by. Oh, audience. they have that at the Globe Theater. Yeah, and I've tried every time I went to London. I've tried to go and catch one, but it's a traveling action, so I was. There's a, a place in Louisville. What's that place called? Derby Actors. Dinner, Actors Theater. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, the Actors Theater. They have a stage that comes down out of the ceiling, Ooh. and it's a square stage. It's not round. Liars. It's a square stage that comes around <laughs> down, oh, and it's surrounded down. by tables. And so you, is that the one where you eat? I may be mixing two yeah, places. I've never been there. I've been to Actors Theater, though, which is also theater and round. Does it come down out of the ceiling? Or am I thinking of Derby Dinner? Anyway, it doesn't matter. You, you don't live here, so it doesn't matter. There's a place <laughs> where there's you eat, and you sit in tables around this center point, and then at some point, the ceiling comes down, and it's a stage. And they do, we saw Sound of Music there. And uh, they perform, but there's no back, right? Mm -hmm. They're performing in every direction at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that is pretty wild to watch. Um, just a different type of direction, I guess, for the people that are directing. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, it just gave me, like, because we, we produce film here. You know, it's not like a huge budgeted movie set. But just having that appreciation of how many times it takes somebody to get like a usable take to yeah. then edit together right. to make a thing that has a cohesive story everybody can follow along with, everybody can identify the characters, they can identify the plot point, they can invoke emotion at the right moments, like all that I get in my head in the edit. Mm -hmm. And they don't get that <clears throat> opportunity. Like there's right. dudes under the floor, guys playing piano, that guy's playing the bass, that guy's playing the drums. At a, a moment where they start doing hip hop to like a harpsichord or a glockenspiel, like that's cool. And I just, I was thoroughly impressed the whole time that I was watching it. And then it like started to like, it was gripping. And I'm like, dang, <laughs> this is, this is good. I, I, my expectations were blown away. And now it's just, we've watched it so many times and listened to it so many times that. What is that? I got a little... A keep crab. going. Yeah, I got a little crab. Oh, Anthony, you're not, switch cameras. You're not showing my crab. You got a little tiny crab. I have a chicken. A Lego crab. I won't focus. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's what we're excited about. And my kids ask to watch it a lot because they like hum along with the songs. Hmm. Our kids were interested uh, because my mom brought over like a magazine about it. I don't know. And um, so the kids looked through that and they got really excited and I, we just haven't gotten around to doing it. We wanted to watch it first just because we'd heard there was a little bit of language and stuff. And um, after we watched it, we hadn't gotten back to showing it to them. So I'm sure we will at some point. Yeah, there's some language in there. <clears throat> um, how long have we been going? I don't know. 39 minutes. Do we have some uh, pros and cons? Do we, we should. Some? We asked and the people stepped up. Good job, people. Yeah, can always count on people. Oh yeah, our Maker Alliance, who are an awesome group of people, always give us some good things to talk about. Um, all right, <laughs> okay, Zach Underwood, thanks. Hey, Zach, uh, reggae music. I like reggae music. But how I mean, how much do you like reggae music? I like how, reggae well, music in the background. Let me, now let me ask you this: How much of reggae music do you like? Uh, quantity wise not like i don't know how to ask that correctly six? i don't know <laughs> i don't know how long can you stand reggae music 
I used to work in a seafood restaurant. Mm, and okay. there was the ambient soundtrack playing throughout the dining room. And it was a mixture between, like, Jimmy Buffett, some people doing terrible covers of Bob Marley songs. <laughs> UB40 came in occasionally because I think that people just got confused and thought that they were just Jamaicans, not a bunch of white dudes from England. And I remember, like, when actual reggae music came on, when people were, like, it, it had emotion behind it. I liked it more than just like, ah, man, the island's drinking rum. I remember thinking Jimmy Buffett songs are so whiny. <laughs> Bother me. Sad name, a I mean, does Jimmy Buffett count as reggae? I don't know. Does it? I don't think so. I think That's he's Islander music. Yeah, I think he's like okay. Island well, music. never mind. Then I, I don't know. Marginally, I don't. I don't have a problem with reggae music. I don't have a problem with it. I was just curious because I have a, I have a tolerance for it. Mm. You know, like it's fine. But after a while, I'm like, wow, that's the last two hours have sounded exactly the same. So I'm ready for something else. Um, I think I've owned maybe one Bob Marley CD when I was in high school or something. Yeah, me too. Um, I can but, play, play Redemption song on uh, on my acoustic guitar. There you go. Jenny grew up on the beach, so she, you know, Life listened drag. to a lot of it. <laughs> in a chair with Paris. I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't count as reggae. Stupid Jimmy Buffett. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say... Meh. Meh. Yeah. Don't have a problem with it, but I I wouldn't actively listen to... I wouldn't make the choice to listen to reggae. If it was on, I wouldn't throw a fit about it or anything. Yeah. But, you know, I, think I, that's... I wouldn't go out of my way. Um, <laughs> blisters. Blisters. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know, while I was in the Army... Like we had to do a whole lot of army esque stuff that that was stupid, but like ruck marching, like getting like a big backpack full of stuff and just like going on a hike. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, and people hated it because it was heavy and you just like had to go for twelve miles like that way. But a lot of people get massive blisters, and I had hiked and stuff, and so I I knew how to take care of my feet, and I never got a single blister on all of the road marches that I really like to do. Hmm. I would pride myself on never getting blisters. Hmm. My hands though. I've got baby hands. I don't like getting my hands dirty. I don't have calluses, so I get blisters on my hands. More you have a motorcycle, and you don't like getting your hands dirty? I have a, I have a thing. I don't know if it's like a tactile weird thing, hmm. but I don't like my hands being dirty. And so I will get like all in dirty, all in blistery. Right. And then like I'm going to spend 30 to 40 minutes cleaning my hands. Hmm. And then I'm okay. So you're fine to do it, but yeah. when you're done, it's you're done. It's the chaos of yeah. like, I'm gotcha. going to touch that, and that's going to get dirty. And I have my hands are sticky. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing with blisters. Like, I'm going to work all out, probably get some blisters on my hands, and then I'm going to like stab them with the thing and try to get rid of them as fast <laughs> as possible. <laughs> I'm not a fan of blisters. I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. uh, a con yeah. there. Not sure why you would say otherwise, but yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, let's see what else we got. MSG. <laughs> I'm a fan of MSG. <laughs> really? Monosodium glutamate. Yeah, and you are too. Okay. Do you like Doritos? Uh. Yeah. Do you like KFC? Yes. Do you like Chick Fil A? Yes. Do you like food that tastes awesome? Yes. You like MSG. <laughs> MSG hmm. is not bad for you, according to the things I have read. It was a scare tactic back in the day. Because a bunch of people didn't want uh, Chinese immigrants taking over restaurants, so they tried to scare people away with this thing. Really? This MSG. And so that's why there's, like, no MSG labels is to try yeah. to, like, calm down the frantic white people. But it makes your food taste awesome. Hmm. 
MSGs and Doritos, all that stuff I just said, look it up. That's hmm. what makes your food yummy. So when we were stuck at home and not able to go out to the store or anything, we had a lot of, a lot of DoorDash, a lot of yeah. delivery. <laughs> and um, one time I was like trying to figure out something. We'd already ordered the typical stuff that we order. I'm like, well, let's just go to the DoorDash app and we'll see what else in town, you know, is available. I'm like, ooh, KFC. Man, I haven't had KFC in a really long time. That sounds pretty good. I was like, you kids want to have... Jenny's not in the room. (laughs) (laughs) You kids want to have KFC for dinner? And they're like, we've never had KFC. Yeah. I'm like, actually, you probably have, but it's been long enough that you don't remember. So I order um, like a 16-piece big two buckets of chicken. Two buckets. And, you know, like several sides mashed potatoes, coleslaw, biscuits, and <laughs> we ravaged that food, and it was so good. Yep. So good, and the kids all loved it, and they were, like, asking when we can do it again, and, man, it had been a really long time. It's not good for you. I get it, no. but, man. It is awesome. It is so good. You know that KFC is a, a holiday treat in Japan? <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, for Christmas. Christmas meal. The kids all brought that up. I don't know where they heard it, but yeah, they they brought that up as well. Uh, It was funny because we were looking at the bucket and has a picture of Colonel Sanders on the side. And so we're we're just talking along and stuff. And they're like, is that guy a real guy? I'm like, yeah, that's Colonel Sanders. They're like, oh, who is he? And I'm like, well, he's, he's just a guy. But your granddad met him one time. My dad. Oh, really? Yeah. And they were like freaking out because this guy, this drawing of this guy on the side of this chicken bucket, they were blown away that their grandfather had met him. Apparently, my dad was like, he worked for a moving company when he was in college. And he was moving uh, somebody somewhere. And Colonel Sanders drives up to see the guy before he moved. And came up and had a little interaction with him. But anyway, I don't know the whole story, so I don't want to make it up. (laughs) But he did meet him. KFC, loaded with MSG. I don't care. Nom, nom, nom. Excellent. Yes. I tried to find it, and it's hard to find. I mean, like, is it a liquid? No, it's a powder. It just looks like salt. It's a really fine salt. Mm. It comes in like a pouch. Hmm. Yeah, we have the Asian grocery store in town, and I went in there one day, and I was just so, like, overloaded with awesome stuff that I saw in there yeah. that I forgot to look for MSG. Monosodium glutamate. It feels like one of those things, like, if you were to ask them if they had MSG, do you think that would be taken as, like, an insult i don't think just so. because of the whole no i think that they're like finally there's a white boy that knows that msg is not a bad thing hmm yeah interesting how much we can get on amazon mccormick culinary flavor enhancer wow that's what they label it as and they put msg in tiny little letters because i think people are still skittish yeah well i mean i didn't know that i'd never heard that it wasn't a, a oh thing. yeah that's the yeah anthony's pulling some up right now hmm Ajinomato. All right, let's look at our list. Let's do a few more. What do we have? (laughs) Raid Shadow Legends. Okay, so when my son was binge watching uh, YouTube videos there for a while, as we talked about last week, getting better at doing that, he asked me. He's getting better at watching? We're getting better at not binge watching those videos. He asked me so many times if we could download. Uh, like the ships game or the raid shadow legends or the whatever like microtransaction stupid mobile game i'm like no man we're not doing that he's like no no no. but this game is free and it's played by all these people and i get this much gold and this much i'm like no 
No, no, no. They're microtransaction games. All they do is waste time and they take, they, you have to pay for stuff. It's a money grab. No, but this one isn't. I'm like, buddy, these companies reach out to us because they have tons of money because it's a money grab. Yep. He's like, well, can I at least just start a website with Wix? <laughs> I'm like, no, stop watching YouTube videos. You're only allowed to ask for Casper mattresses. That's right. <laughs> and they, they're not a sponsor anymore. <laughs> Hello Fresh meals. <laughs> Um, so when my boys, they badgered me about Fortnite forever. Have we already talked? I don't know. I guess we talked about it. We that. talked about Fortnite, yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, but not since they started playing it. They badgered me about it forever. And then, um, because one of the boys that lives near here, like, he plays, he's a little bit older, and he plays, and they wanted to play with him. And so he tells them about all the different little, you know, oh, there's a new skin, and there's the battle pass, and there's the this and the thing and the thing thing. It's free. You know, same thing. And so... They were all asking, and we had had a conversation about like trying to give them a little bit more freedom in their game time, and you know, like letting them enjoy it with their friends, not just being a a thing where they are alone on the yeah, but doing it with their siblings or with their friends. And so, I and they were bothering me about this battle pass, it's like five ninety nine or ten ninety nine or something. I don't remember. And so, <clears throat> I one night while they were asleep. I go and I install Fortnite, and I'm like, I'm going to buy them this one thing. And I, I had already talked to him about the microtransaction thing, and like, I'm not paying for your yep. garbage. I'm not paying for your skins. For your nothing. For your nothing, right. And I told him this, and I told him that, you know, you're going to get one, and then you're going to want another one, and then you're going to want another one, and you're going to end up dumping your very small amount of money that you have into a thing, and you're not going to get anything back for it. So we talked about this. So... Um, I go install Fortnite, and I realize that you, I set it up on, they each have an account on the Switch, and I realize that, like, you have to, all those purchases are per account. It's not oh. per machine. And so I go to, I'm like, well, I'm going to get them the battle pass. I'll surprise them. They have this one thing, and I'm going to tell them, like, I bought you this one thing. Enjoy it. I'm done. Yep. I'm not Just doing it anymore, right? All done. But I had to buy it three times. <laughs> <laughs> for all three boys. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's 30 bucks. It's like I would spend more than that on a game for yeah. myself. You know, okay. One time. So I buy this thing for them. And then they start playing and they enjoy it. And they're super grateful. And they play for a little while. And then they're like, oh, you know, I, I just want to buy some more V-Bucks. Because I'm almost, I almost have enough to get the next little skin guy or whatever. I don't know the thing. But you have to put in a little bit of money. And I'm like, we've talked about this. I don't want to do this. If you guys want to spend your money, I've given you the warning. Now, it's your responsibility. If you want to blow your money, you're blowing it, and I don't care, and I'm not going to deal with it anymore. So I'm giving the hard lesson, right? And so they come to me with $5 bills, and they're like, I would like to buy the thing, the skin, for whatever. I'm like, okay. So pull out the switch, I put in my card, buy them the thing, take the $5, transaction done. This happens like three times between three kids. I think two, between two kids. So they buy these things. And then like a week later, they're coming in and they're like, yeah, there's a new, a new skin on the thing, but I don't have any money and I'd like to get it again. And then one of the other ones is like, yeah, I don't really want to play Fortnite anymore because I'm really bad at it and it's not fun unless you're good at it. And I'm like, yeah, the skins don't make you any better at it, do they? He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, but you put $10 yeah. of your own money into a game that now you don't want to play because you're no good at it. 
You could have invested that in a slow growth mutual fund, sir. <laughs> it was funny because like, I, I don't know, I guess that's the dad thing to do, but I felt really vindicated and be like, I told you so. Yep. <laughs> I told you so. You can still play it. You can enjoy those skins. But I told you ahead of time that this was going to happen and you were going to blow your money. And they, all of them are like, you were right. Well, fart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they totally admitted it. This game's not fun anymore. We threw away some money. And now we're not going to buy any more of this stuff. So I guess if anything, it was a collective lesson mm -hmm. for that type of microtransaction stuff. So the next time a game comes up, I can like remember Fortnite. Yep. We don't want to do that again. So remember, remember. Yeah. And I told you about playing with them and winning. The yeah. First time. Yeah. You look like a hero. That was pretty awesome. And I was like, all right, my no skins. My career is over. <laughs> I'm done. All right, let's do a couple more pickles. pickles. Pickles? I like pickles. I like pickles on things. Hmm. Like on a sandwich, on a hamburger, but like reaching in and someone just like eating a pickle seems really gross to me. Really? Yeah. No way. Huh. Growing up in, I don't know if it's just like a, a southern thing, but we, I talked about this earlier. I used, both of our first jobs, strangely enough, were working in a snow cone shop, like obviously in different places. And we had a dill pickle flavor. And people used to get it. And they'd be like, ooh, Ugh. so excited. And I'm like, icky. Why would you do that? That is Seriously. just, ew. That's just like liquid salt brine. I'm like, okay, you want salty vinegar on your thing? Like, whatever. Have at it. But yeah, that's. And it's like watching people just like Argh. crunch on, a, on like a whole pickle just seems gross. Like someone drinking a glass of milk seems gross. And then someone <laughs> eating a pickle sounds gross. <laughs> Somebody drinking a glass of milk yeah. seems yeah. gross. <laughs> Grody. It's all thick and like walk. Oh. I <laughs> disagree with you there. Yeah, it's it's but huh. if you cut those pickles up. Like I like bread and butter pickles, they're kind of sweet yeah. pickles. Yeah. Put them on a hamburger, put them on a hot dog, put them on a sandwich. All day. Hmm. My son Interesting. It, it, he was what the heck was happening? Something was happening where there were pickles. Now I'm like, do you even know what a pickle is? He's like, uh no. I was like, what's a cucumber that somebody put in like a salty vinegar thing and it turned into a pickle? And he was like, well, what if you pickle a pickle? I'm like, I don't, I don't figure you're understanding what I'm talking. He's like, yeah, I understand. But like, what if you pickle a pickle? <laughs> you would get something way better. Turns I'm into like, a carrot. Well, it's, it's, it's the same, the same thing. You're just <laughs> leaving it to be a same <laughs> thing. And it went on for like 20 minutes. And he's like, no, 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 I get it. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, who put eggplant on there? Ah, uh, con. con, hard con Ew. on that one. Yeah, not a not a fan no, of that one. Thank you. All right, a couple more. What else we got? Ooh, uh, did I? Where did it go? Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was a combination of things in there that spurred something. Someone says hot chocolate. How could hot chocolate yeah. be a con? Yeah, yummy. And then uh, there was something about a bed or a couch or something, a leather. Scroll down. Leather sofas. How do you feel about leather sofas? I have two leather sofas. I really like leather sofas. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't mind leather sofas. I've never owned one because I feel like they're too fancy. Hmm. But... Um, Hot chocolate and leather sofas made me think about something that I thought about the other day. <laughs> Title. Um, 
Tiff and I were talking about pudding <laughs> for some reason. Okay. With one of the kids, and she went, "Ooh, what if you had a waterbed, but instead of a waterbed, you put pudding in it?" <laughs> right? Huh? Not a bad idea. It's not. I a don't bad think idea. it's a bad idea because you get no support from a waterbed. You probably get a little bit. <laughs> Some like marked huh. marked index more support from a pudding bed, huh? Well, I mean, like the the wave transfer would be knocked down mm -hmm. a lot too. You'd still get some of the squishiness. Hmm. It would be sealed, so it probably wouldn't smell when your pudding eventually started to rot from beneath you. <laughs> pudding bed. Just saying. Huh. That idea is copyright. I like to make stuff. It'll look in 2020. <laughs> Speaking of pudding, do you like tapioca pudding? I can't ever recall having tapioca pudding, to be honest with you. It sounds disgusting. Sounds like something I wouldn't want to eat, but it's I've like had it. It's like curdled pudding. It's got like something no, no, no. in it. It has tapioca uh, balls or I don't know what they're Seeds? called. I don't know. They're like squishy things. Okay. It's good. It's like, it tastes like vanilla, but it has like a little texture to it. Hmm. Yeah. I can see where people would be off put by that. Yeah, for sure. It sounds gross, but mm. it was fine. The smell of new tires. Smell of new tires smells like around 800 bucks to me. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm uh, indifferent. I think it means something. So I guess I would say pro in that it means either you're going to have a better ride or you have a new vehicle or, mm -hmm. you know. So well, some people have a thing where they really love that smell of road tar. Yeah, my grandmother what? had that. Like when they're resurfacing the road, that like tar smell. What is wrong with my children? Yeah, they're children. They got little feet. True. But she loved that smell. So huh. I think maybe like along that line, some people really dig that. Yeah. Smell like that. I don't know. Interesting. What else we got, Anthony? I'm going to say pro for the tires. Yeah, sure. I remember sitting in a, a tire shop with my dad as a kid. This one Goodyear dealership. And I don't know why... We went there so often, but I remember sitting there with my dad and it was like a good kind of smell. And it's just like, you would have to waste an entire Saturday watching like Bonanza reruns on a mm. TV in a corner of a room mm -hmm. while you waited hours. Root beer. I like root beer. I don't drink sodas. Yeah, me neither. I love root beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, did I tell you the fun root beer? I've told the fun root beer story about... Convincing oh, yeah, Belgian yeah. people that it was actual beer. Actual beer, American beer. Yeah. <laughs> and then it made me think that all foreigners loved root beer. And this helicopter crew from England came over to Belgium and hung out. And I'm like, oh, man, you got to try one of these. I know you people like it. And a guy tried it and spit it out. He's like, this tastes like liquid icy hot. Why would you want to put this in your body? <laughs> <laughs> all right. One more. You pick it. Find something interesting. Anthony's on... Spin the wheel. Standing desks. I have a standing desk. Well, I have a convertible desk that I can stand at. You don't really make it stand. I don't. Often. Do you forget about it? Yeah, or, I do. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't been here in like a year well, and a half. Well, that's true. So. <laughs> but yeah, I honestly forget that it's a standing desk. I don't mind. I don't mind standing while I'm at a desk, but I would rather just sit down if I have the option to. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I get the idea if you sit down a whole lot. I'm kind of in and out of a chair all day long anyway, so it's not like I'm, I spend a whole lot of time just sitting. 
but I'm trying to remember now if I allowed for my cables to be able to go all the way up because I was very meticulous <laughs> about cable management and I wanted my desk to be able to like easily accept and unplug my computer and all the stuff and I, I think I can still make it a standing desk. Yeah, maybe I'll go turn it into a standing desk right now in mm. view of that pro or con. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up. Um, where can people find you? On social media, again, at Josh underscore make stuff. He's back. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and you can find all of us at I like to make stuff on all the stuff, except for Twitter, where it's I like to make stuff with one F because they have a character limit. Um, big thanks to our Maker Alliance because they are an awesome group of people. They have been continuing to hang out uh, with us, even though the last several months have been kind of wacky. Yeah. Uh, we still do the monthly hangout with people of a certain tier, and that's really cool because it's turned into a group of people that we we always like. It's good to see you again. It's good mm-hmm. to see you. Let's share stories, and everybody knows what everybody's working on. And new person, introduce yourself, become part of the crew. Yeah, yeah. it's that's pretty cool. Um, and then you know they all there's a bunch of other perks and stuff, discounts and this and that, which I'm glad to see a lot of the Maker Alliance has taken advantage of the discount mm-hmm. for the Fusion course. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is a perfect segue. See what I did there? Look at there. Softball. <laughs> Knock it out. Uh, this Friday, we have our second monthly webinar, our live monthly webinar, where Bob and I um, field your questions in real time while uh, I happen to build like an actual project. So this Friday at 6 p.m., that information has been sent out to all of the Fusion 360 for Makers um, users who have signed up for the email because there's no other way for me to notify you. So if you want to know about cool stuff, you should sign up for the email thing. Hmm. Um, we're going to be doing canvases. People ask us about canvases. So like taking a picture of something and then putting it in a workspace and then modeling off of like an existing picture. So that's this Friday, the 5th of August. <laughs> or September or whenever it is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the, yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. At 6 p.m. on uh, the unpublished live YouTube video specifically for the course users. So get on that. Yes. Get on that. I like to make stuff slash fusion and check out the course if you haven't already. It's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Thank you for coming back with us and... We will do it again soon. Yeah. See ya. Bye-bye.